I'm Mel. And I'm Janelle. And this is the Murder Mamas. Hi. Hi, how are you? Oh man, I'm tired. How are you? I'm okay. Had a had a week. A very long, exhausting week. Yeah. Yes. You get that. It's been rough. Yeah. Yeah. Well. What are we doing today? We are going to talk about Martha Moxley. Do you know anything about her? Not no? a single thing. Not a single thing. Okay, well, here we go. Which Mar- is surprising. Yeah. <laughs> Martha Moxley was born August 16th, 1960 in California, then moved with her parents to Greenwich, Connecticut. She lived in the Bellhaven area, which is considered one of the richest places in the state and maybe in the U.S. Like the homes are on acres of land and it's um, like generational money back then or back there. Okay. So, you know, lots of money. So not a bad place to not grow up. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At this time, Martha was a sophomore in high school. She was bubbly and pretty and a good student and an overall good kid. You know how they always say... They do. Like, the nicest things about people? They do. I think about that so much, and I wonder what people would say about me. Oh, I already know what they do. <laughs> <laughs> There's no wondering. There's no wondering. <laughs> and it wouldn't be, she lights up a room, or whatever they say. Her <laughs> smile's the brightest we've yeah. ever seen. Shines like a thousand stars. <laughs> but I'm assuming Martha was bubbly and she, pretty. Yes, she was very pretty and bubbly. <laughs> A family, the Skackles, lived across the street from the Moxleys. They were related to the Kennedys. It was said that the Skackles had the money and the Kennedys had the power. Oh, so we're talking like money, money. Money, money. Like deep money, yes. Martha was known to hang out with two of the Skackle kids, Tommy, who was 17, and Michael, who was 15. Excuse me. After their mom died, they got into a lot of trouble with the law, so much so that the dad paid the cops to watch over his kids and drive them to places, so aka paying off the cops when his kids got into trouble. So, because he was n- never around, always on business, and the mom died and didn't. Really now the kids are just a burden. Kids are just there running the place, all you know, doing their thing. Wow. So, October. Um, 30th is known as Hacker's Night or Mischief's Night. Um, So this is October 30th, 1975. This is where they um, pull pranks on the neighborhood, like toilet paper and throw eggs at people. I've literally never heard of that. No, I've never heard of it either. I wonder if that's still a thing or if it's just like an old... Older thing? (laughs) Yeah, like an old-timey thing. Or an East Coast thing. Yeah. yeah. I've never... Never heard of it Mischief Night. Mischief Night. So the day before Halloween. Yeah, like what kind of pranks are they pulling? I don't know. I think it's just supposed to be little silly ones. And also, aren't these houses huge and on acres? Yeah. That seems like so much work. (laughs) It does seem like a lot I'm tired already (laughs) just thinking about walking (laughs) acres between homes. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) that's true Martha was actually grounded that night and begged her mom to go out her dad was out of town at the time and eventually her mom caved and said yes and to be home by 10 I bet she regrets yeah yeah Mm. I know I hate it when they say these kind of things Moxley heads over to Michael and Tommy's house and at 9pm she is in one of the brothers cars listening to music with Michael the 15 year old 
one of the older Skackle brothers, like not Tommy, the older one, okay. comes out and says he needs to use the car to go to his cousin's house. So they get out. Martha and Tommy um, begin to leave to go to fool around, and Michael leaves to go with his other brother to his cousin's house. Does that make sense? Is the cousin the Kennedy? Are they going to Kennedy's house? I don't know. Oh. Maybe. They are related by cousins somehow. There's like two different relations Mm. here. One of them is a cousin that's related, that's married into it. And then there's another one too, but I don't know. I also wonder if they're a dad's side of the family or a mom's side of the family. Because that makes a big difference on who you spend time with. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Okay, so... Um, they get out, Martha begins to kind of fool around with Tommy, you know, just kind of giggle and walk away and kind of lovey-dovey kind of type of fool So, like, they're flirting. Innocent flirting type okay. of things, yeah. And then, um, Michael leaves to go to his cousin's house. And Martha, a little tidbit, actually writes in her diary, um, that she needs to stop hanging out with the Skackle brothers, or the Skackle brothers. So, I don't know what that's all about, but she's obviously... You know, had something tell her that they're, like not, a, they're not probably not the best people to hang out with. Like an intuition-y yes, type of thing. That's what I was looking for. Yes. <laughs> that's the word. That's the word. <laughs> that was the beta. This yep. is what happens when you record at nighttime. You exactly. Just, like, everything just leaves. <laughs> at around 10 p.m., Martha's mom hears a commotion outside, dogs barking, that kind of thing. She realizes Martha is not home. She goes over to the Skackles' house, and Tommy opens the door and says he saw her walk home around 9.30 p.m. And Tommy says he's been watching TV with his sitter for the rest of the time. So her mom starts to panic and calls the police. The police come out and do an initial search around the property but find nothing. The 15-year-old Martha just vanished. So the next... They came out, did an initial search, but they didn't find anything, so they thought, you did, know... Sorry, did they um, search, like, the whole neighborhood? They kind of did, like, a... This was at, you know, midnight, so it was super dark outside. So they kind of did a search around the house property and, like, the neighbor's house property, and that's about it. And then they decided, oh, well, since it's mischief night, maybe, you know, she decided to stay out a little later or stay with a friend. And so they said they call it a night and then come back the next day and start. And the only commotion that was heard, like, there was no screams no. or, like, cars screeching, no. just dogs barking. Just dogs barking. And that's not, and that's like, a common noise? I guess not. I don't in know. In my neighborhood. Yeah, mine too. That's an all-day, every-day kind of commotion. My neighbor across the street has dogs that like to sit outside all day long. Just trying to go to... I bought a dog whistle and started them. <laughs> Every time they barked, I walked outside and went... Did you train those dogs yes. to not bark? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, they still bark. Oh. <laughs> well, that's a solution. For a little bit there, I was, it was kind of working. <laughs> Uh, there's one, I don't know where it comes from or where the neighbor is. I have no idea. And the dog just 10 PM every night laying down to go to sleep. Like, do you not hear your dog barking? Cause I, I do. And everyone does. Yeah. That's how I feel too. <sighs> at six o'clock. I wish I lived on acres. I know. Right? There you go. <laughs> yes. 
So, at 12.15 the next day, Sheila Marquis is walking home and finds Martha's body face down in the lawn of her own home. Martha's mom lost it and was in complete shock. I mean, yeah. Duh. Yeah, and she was on her own property, so that's that sucks that they could have found her the night before. Well, not that that would have mattered. She was dead. I mean, but we're talking about not very much time, right? Because that's 12.15, so we're talking about a... A few hours, but yeah, right. I mean, at twelve thirty, the cops with no homicide training showed up to the scene. The last time there was a homicide there in that area was in nineteen forty nine. They noted that there were several blows to the head, and her pants and underwear were pulled down, but no sexual assault evidence was. Let's take a quick break. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. One cop left the scene to call for more backup, and the other cop leaves the scene to go sit in the cop car. That's how (laughs) not trained these two cops were. I don't mean to laugh, but it's just like... They they have no idea what they're doing. You can't just, I don't know, stand by the body? (laughs) Because nothing happens in... Oh, yeah, like, they have no idea. Like, they have no idea. Do they at least, like, carry caution tape in their car? I don't know. (laughs) It seems like something. No, because... Oh, no. no. The answer's no. You know the answer. No. No. We'll get to that. that. Oh, Um, okay. Sorry. They find a bloody head to a six-iron golf club. Rare, expensive golf clubs. And as they're looking around the Skackle house, they notice golf clubs with a six-iron missing. Of course, the scackles are suspects, but there's a party at the house. And the anyone... scackles are the scackles are what? Suspects? Did I? What did I? You say? said suspects. <laughs> What's on was my that, mind? Was that, a, was that a Freudian slip? Suspects. The, the scackles are suspects. <laughs> it could have been. I don't know what they were. <coughs> uh, but there was a party at their house, and anyone could have used the club. So. I, I, I mean, you can't. No. The answer's no. Yeah. (laughs) That's. Yeah. It was noticed, noted that the handle was missing and this would have given them the fingerprints. So that's the part of the club that was missing. They just found the bottom part. Was it bloody? Yes. Yeah. At this point. Martha's body was removed from the scene. Cops didn't search the Skackle house or get a search warrant, probably because they were related related to the Kennedys and how much influence they had over the city. So, like, the Skackles let them come in and say, like, oh, yeah, you can come in and look around. You know, we know our neighbor's kid is missing, but not, like, search warrant style. Like, extensive. Yeah. And so they just kind of looked around and nothing was out of the Well, and I'm sure the police, right, earlier you stated that the dad pays them yeah. to, like, yeah. drive around and watch so the kids. So, like... They're not going to go in there anyway. Yeah. When Michael was questioned, he said 
the last he saw Martha was with Tommy. Michael's the younger one? Michael's the younger one. Okay. He's the one that went to his cousin's, cousin's house. house. Yeah. Maybe a Kennedy cousin. Yeah. Possibly not sure. Yeah. And Depending remember, on if it's the father's side <laughs> or the mother's side. <laughs> what side it's on. <laughs> and remember, Tommy said he was watching TV, and so he took two polygraphs. One was inconclusive, and the other one he passed. Okay. So, I mean, that's... But, you know, we don't base anything on polygraphs, really. They try to. They try to, but never take a polygraph. Never. Never. You can say no. You should say no. You should say no. The coroner puts the time of death at 10 p.m. based on the accounts that there were dogs barking and lots of noise going on at the time. So not because of her, the state of her body. The state of her body, but based on the noises and people's accounts at 10 p.m. I'm... Yeah. Don't know about that one. Like, almost at a loss for words, but I have so many thoughts on that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, is that science? Yeah. That doesn't sound like... Or is that related to the family? Yeah, like, that doesn't sound like science to me. Science would be like, right, I don't know, don't they, like, analyze the the stomach contents and stuff to, like, see what time? Mm -hmm. I don't know how fast rigor mortis sets in. Like, I don't... I'm not knowledgeable in any of that, but... But we know there right? has to be a better way than just accounts from people. People saying, "Oh, there was a dog barking <laughs> at 10 p.m." At 10 p.m. Yeah. on the dot, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. After this, there's no movement on Martha's case. The cops had a couple of theories, but they were not good. One was the tutor the dad hired to watch the kids while they were in town. That's the guy that Tommy said he was watching TV with. Mm-hmm. He was a tutor slash kind of babysitter kid, but he had just started that day. So like, he would have first day yeah, on the job. no reason to commit a murder, I don't think. I yeah. Mean, there was just nothing there to prove that. And then the other... Um, the other one was transients attacked the girl at the golf club, which is totally random. Like they just. But isn't this like a really nice neighborhood? Yes, and gated like... and yeah, so that doesn't pan out either. Okay. Yeah. So, so. neither of those work. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> By January 1976, Russian Skackle, the dad, had completely cut off all the police from the family. The police never found any evidence except that the golf club was there, so they couldn't do anything about it. In 1978, Michael led police on a high-speed chase. He was sent to the Elon School, a school, like, for bad kids. And because his family was able to make a deal, um, he went to school, he dropped the charges. But it was at this school, reportedly, that he made comments about the night of the murder that he later recanted. I mean, so, like, he did it, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like Larry. Yeah. I, I'm sure you'll get to it, and I'm yeah. sorry, but yeah. like. Yep. This is when the Moxleys move to New York. Tommy goes to college and flunk out, flunks out, and Michael starts to drink heavily and do drugs. He starts to ramble about that night. So, like, it's just unsolved at this point. It's Did unsolved. they, like, close yeah. the case, or is it open? Is anyone investigating it? Or just... Someone, well, um, Michael went to jail for a little bit, but he's not in jail anymore. No, 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 but, like, were the police investigating it during this time? Oh, or no, they no. were just, like, we're done? No, 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 they were done. So, like... Oh, like, in, oh, really sorry. Yeah. Here's our theories. Like, in 1978, it just went cold. 
yeah. sad for the family. Right. So enter new cop Mark Freeman in 1991 when he reopens the case. It wasn't until 1997, though, that Mark takes a closer look at the case and all the redacted files. He thinks that nothing happened because of the influence of the family. He noticed that at least three people had touched the body and many more had trampled all over the crime scene. There was a dog licking blood off the grass next to the body. Was it the same dog that was barking? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) That declared the time of death? Yeah, that said, hey... He saw that she was struck on the right side of her head from the back, which indicates that she probably knew her attacker. She was then dragged 40 feet where she was hit more and stabbed to make sure she was dead. It was also said after interviewing one of the cops, they said the handle was sticking out of Martha, but when he came back to the crime scene, the handle was gone. This was never mentioned the night of the murder. So like the golf club handle? So the golf club handle was sticking out of Martha. He saw that. And then when he came back from his, be sitting in his car from doing whatever the hell he was doing in his car, the handle was gone. And that's where all the fingerprints were. So be. presumably, like, the killer... Came back. While the police were there. While the police were there. Took evidence. Yep. Just under the radar. Yep. And left. I... Yep. <laughs> There's no words. No, I couldn't I make any. I know you can't. <laughs> I, How fucking stupid can you be? Oh my god. Yeah. Like, do you even want to do a job? No, I don't. Yeah. You have one job. It's one. One. Secure the crime scene. Yeah. But like, also, how brazen of that person, right? You know, like to come I, back to come back while the police are sitting out there. Right. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty. Like, yeah. Ballsy. That is very ballsy. Right? Like, what if they got caught? Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be unsolved. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Michael told the cops he went to bed at 1120, but now says he was horny, so he went looking around the neighborhood, ended up at Martha's house, excuse me, climbed a tree and masturbated while looking at Martha's window. He went home around midnight. This was his statement to the cops. Freeman believes Michael was in a fit of rage when he found out Martha and Tommy were fooling around while Michael was at his cousin's house. I... Yeah. So So his alibi is he was watching TV and then he went and masturbated outside of her window? Yeah, because he had to get out of the house, you know, he was bored. That's not a good alibi. First off, it's not an alibi at all. But it's just like, I didn't kill her, but I thought about being a peeping Tom. And she wasn't even home. No, she wasn't home. (laughs) (laughs) You're just doing it out her window. People are so fucking gross. They are. Over the years, both Thomas and Michael Skakel significantly changed their alibis for the night of the Moxley's murder. Michael claimed that he had been window peeping and masturbating, like I said, in a tree behind the Moxley property from 1130 to 1230. And two former students from the Elon school um, testified they heard Michael confess to killing Moxley with a golf club. One of the former students, Gregory Coleman, testified that Michael was given special privileges and had bragged, I'm going to get away with murder. I'm a Kennedy. So It's got to be the mom's side of the family. Yeah. It's got to be the mom's side if he's claiming it. <laughs> 
In July 1999, Kenneth, the tutor, was admitted to the hospital because he harmed himself. I don't know if this has anything to do with that night, because this is in 1999, but it's, you know, he was there, so I just wanted to note that. Hmm. When William Kennedy Smith was tried and acquitted for rape in 1991, a Kennedy, this is a Kennedy, um, a rumor surfaced that he had been present at the Scackle House on the night of Moxley's death with the clear insinuation that he might have been involved. Although this was proven to be unfounded, it resulted in a new investigation of the then Gold case. The Sutton Associates, a private detective agency hired by Russian Scackle in 1991, con- conducted its own investigation of the killing. The Sutton report later leaked to the media revealed that both Thomas and Michael altered their stories about their activities the night of the murder. So that backfired for him. Yeah. Also, I didn't realize that his name was Rushton, and that is a name. Yeah, that is a name. Yeah. Nothing else to add. Just that is is. a name. It is. Um, Rushton. Rushton. An arrest warrant was issued for Michael Skakel. He read surrendered to the police in January 2000. Because Michael was only 15 at the time of the murder, he was charged as a minor, charged as a juvenile. Later on, he was to be tried as an adult, though. If he was convicted as a juvenile, he only would have gotten four years for murder. Don't they charge juveniles as adults, like, regularly? Yeah. You would think, but, yes. But he was... So he did end up getting tried as an adult? Yeah. Okay. On January 19th, the court indicts Michael in the death of Martha. In May 2002, the trial begins and the prosecution bases their theory on Michael making various comments to multiple people while in jail and other places. The jury returns with a guilty of second-degree murder. He was giving tw- given 20 years to life. In 2013, he was granted a new trial, but in December of 2016, the Connecticut Supreme Court reinstated his conviction. In 2018, his conviction was overturned by the state's highest court. Prosecutors said they did not have enough evidence to try Mr. Skakel again. It is my belief that this, quote, it is my belief that the state cannot provide this case beyond a reasonable doubt, unquote, Richard Kohonekel Jr. said in Superior Court. He said that of the 51 potential witnesses, 17 were dead and there were no additional forensic evidence in the case. Mr. Skackle, now 60, was initially sentenced to 20 years to life for murder and spent more than a decade behind bars. He was released in 2013 after a judge vacated the sentence, ruling that his lawyer had not provided effective representation. And that is the story of Martha Moxley. That was like so much. Yeah, (laughs) lots of information. So he got arrested, got tried... And then got and then got it overturned, and now he's free. So and, there's no justice. So there's no justice, and I'm thinking it wasn't just Michael. I think it was Tommy too. I don't know. I think both of them. I think more than one person. I, I mean, think but Michael the, did it. But like, what's the incentive for them? She. Well, I think I, Michael got mad because he saw Martha walking off with Tommy and flirting with Tommy, and he had a crush on her. And she wrote in her diary, I really need to stay away from these boys. You know, they're no good. And so, yeah, because she didn't have, I guess, that big of a crush on either one of them. She just kind of was 
bubbly and nice and, you know, an all-around good kid. How sad. Yeah. And there's no, there. I mean, there's no justice there. No. no there's justice. nothing. There's. Nope. Wow. Yeah. So I got most of my information from Murder and Justice, the case of Martha Moxley from Oxygen, and the good old Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Not good enough for college papers, but it's good enough for this podcast, damn it. So it may or may not be true, I don't know. That's my version of the case. Just believe what you want to believe. So who, so you think it was both of them? I careful. I think it was Michael, but I think Michael had help, like, I don't know, covering it up. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Because uh, someone went back and took the the stick out of her. So I, mean, I wonder if it was even Tommy. the cop that took the... It, maybe. You know, like... Yeah. Maybe. Paid and then, you know, destroyed it. And then, for, like... For the dad. Imagine how much guilt he felt. Yeah. Forever. For his whole life. And then admitted it. Yeah. Later on. Who knows? I really wonder... That's such a sad case. Poor Martha. Yeah, poor Martha. Poor who? Martha. <laughs> Martha. <laughs> I had water in my mouth. <laughs> poor Martha. Aw. Yeah. Thanks for making me sad. Yeah, you're welcome. I appreciate it. You're I welcome. I wish there was justice at the end of it. Yeah. At least he got a little jail time. Not enough. Not enough. But there was some. And it's like... I don't know. If you're going to be such a piece of shit, like, at least admit it. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, it was me, and I did it because I'm a jealous shithead or, yeah. like, X, Y, and Z reason. But, like, I wonder if he's killed anyone else either. Yeah. Who knows? You know? They're entitled, hot-headed kids. So, who knows? Are they still rich? I've literally never heard of this family. It's crazy. I don't know if they're still rich. I don't think so. I think... Because they were saying that Tommy went on to get married and have, like, a regular job with not, you know, doesn't mm. make a lot of money or anything. Just, like, a regular job. Hmm. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. I so, wish the police weren't so terrible. No. Hopefully they took some training. And they've gotten a, better. <laughs> in the last, what, 75? Yeah. How many years is that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Almost 50? Yeah. Oh, my wow. God. <laughs> That's a lot. Oh my god. That's a lot of years. That's a lot of years. You're not kidding. I was thinking 30, but no. it's not 1990 anymore. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. All right. So follow us on Instagram at The Murder Mamas and Facebook group and page at The Murder Mamas <laughs> and Twitter. At the Murder Mamas. Is there anywhere else? And if you want to suggest a case or oh, yes, just yes. talk with us, you can email us. At the Murder Mamas at gmail.com. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.